Yo, yo, what's up? John Fitch here. John Fitch knows nothing. There were some fights. There were some fights. There were. It's uh, it's raining like crazy. You guys might hear some of the raindrops on the roof here in the studio. Um, <clears throat> it's been raining crazy. It's like Noah's Ark raining. California's flooding. It's good. It's kind of washing away all the dirt and grime a little bit. Need a little more of it. Um, but yeah, had a good day. The kids had flag football started, and they play in the rain. So I uh, I had some flashbacks of my parents sitting through my games, my brother and sister's games, in the cold and the rain. So I was like, this is just what we're doing today. <laughs> I'm going to be cold. <laughs> I'm going to be cold and wet. Uh, yeah, man. I spent four hours sitting around a high school football field watching kids pull flags off their belts. It was awesome. Kids played great, though. They played great. Each each boy got a touchdown. Each boy got a touchdown. Oldest one even played a little bit of quarterback. He needs to work on his throwing a lot, but... Uh, he he completed the pass, so that's cool. Can uh, that's good stuff. Well, yeah, we had uh, one FC. Did you guys watch the one FC? One FC on uh, the Friday. It was nice because it was it was on Amazon Prime. So I uh, I was able to catch it pretty easily. I'm going to start paying more attention, I think, to the uh, – I'm going to pay more attention to one of see, I think, a little bit because there are some fun, fi- some fun fights going on over there. Uh, so, yeah, let's talk about – let's talk about one. One champion. One championship. Uh the one fight night six and yeah i didn't even realize they, they dropped the fighting whatever from the name one fighting championship it's just one championship now uh notable fights gary tonin with another win uh pretty slick kimura went and uh tore the guy's arm off he looked good um he's trying to talk his way into another title shot We'll see some of these guys. Like, I know his name from grappling. I've seen him come through my timeline on social medias. But I haven't I haven't seen him fight or compete before live. Um, a lot of these people I haven't seen compete live because I haven't really watched the one championship cards live because I haven't really been able to find them. But they're on Amazon Prime now. So uh, I might be able to start watching them live more. But yes, a lot of these guys I'm just watching. I heard of them. I've seen their stuff. I like. I follow one on uh, some of the social media stuff. So like, I, I recognize some of the names, and that's why I wanted to watch it because some of these people I wanted to see. Um, the next next fight, the Stamp Fairtex won a fight. She was supposed to have an MMA fight. Something happened. Fell through. They switched her up, and then she fought Supergirl. Right, Anna Supergirl. Jerunsek, 
they're like two notable fighters. Stamp, I think, is even, I don't know if they're the same size, a little bit smaller. But they had a kickboxing bout. That was, it was fun. It was a fun fight to watch. Um, Road Tang. I got to watch Road Tang fight. Road Tang is a monster. He's fun. He's fun to watch. Uh, it was good to see him fight live finally. I see, you know, highlight clips and stuff all the time of him, but it's good to finally see it live. Ang La Sang is a beast. He's a monster. And this is one of the one of the crimes. This is what you're missing out on, fans. Fans, you're missing out on getting to watch guys like him compete against UFC and Bellator guys, PFL guys. You know, he should be fighting bigger names, higher ranked people. He's a stud. Uh, Mechi had a decision win. And then the main event, the main event for the 1FC, I'm sorry, it's not 1FC anymore, it's just a championship. The main event for the 1 championship, uh, Superlek, was that Superlek? No, it's a Superlek won a decision, my bad. No, the main event, the main event was uh, Chingiz, Alazov, and Superbon. Superbon is awesome, and it really sounded like People were surprised that Alizov won the fight. Uh, it kind of just seemed like that was the feel. It was like Super Bon was like one of these untouchables, and he was just going to win this fight. It was just a given that he was going to win it. And uh, the announcers and people throughout the fight, I think, were surprised. And Alizov is a stud. He's a monster. He looked really good. Um, and he ended up getting a knockout, and that's – that's big. I don't know if that happens very awesome, often, you know. Um, you're super bummed getting knocked out like that. But <clears throat> it was good to see these guys fight live, and now I'm interested in seeing them fight more. Yeah, it's good stuff. Did you guys happen to catch the uh, any of the one card? Hmm. Yep. You're not wrong. The sad attic said Chingiz fought like a man possessed. He was he was on him, man. He was like he was on he was on him like flies on stink. He was on him like flies on stink. He was all over super bone, super bone bone. And it was impressive. That was just an impressive fight. And that that was uh you know, I tend to like the the kickboxing with the elbows more. But it was it was still a really good fight. It was action packed, lots of damage, lots of uh, lots of violence. It was cool. He likes he likes he makes most of the fights look easy. Excuse me. Soyboy fifty six says Hang Lang and Sang made his fight look easy. That's that's the crime. It's like. He's so good, like the guys he should be fighting, he's he's not able to access. You know, see Monopoly is robbing us, robbing athletes, robbing the fans. I'm getting robbed. I'm a fan now. I'm getting robbed. I got robbed as a fighter. Now I'm getting robbed as a fan. I want to see these fights.
or not. This is a really smart thing you're saying here, Mr. Usman. Usman Sabir says, to be honest, it felt like Superbond's Achilles heel got found out. Extreme pressure and multiple punch combos behind kicks. This is something that uh, can be said about a number of the, the Thai fighters from Thailand. I think a lot of the other fighters give them too much respect and give them too much space, and they end up letting the Thai fighter uh, dictate the dance. They're, they're leading the, the fight. And a lot of these guys, when you press them, when you put pressure on them, they have much more uh, problem. They have a much bigger problem. It's much harder for them to deal with because they're used to like setting the dance and doing what they want. But when you really press them with um, a lot of pressure, putting them, making them back up, making them react to your punches, being uh, first with your punches and striking, it's a good, it's a good way to kind of overwhelm them and get them flustered. It's interesting that you uh, pick that up, but yeah, <clears throat> dude was dude was out right off the gate and just in the face. It was in that guy's face, and that's something too that maybe some of the Thai uh, style is to to feel it out a little bit. They try to feel each other out a little bit in the early rounds, where he was not feeling nothing out. Changes. Chingis, Chingis, Chingis. It's a fun name. Chingis, yeah. Chingis was not feeling it out. He just came forward. It's like, boom, fight. Let's go. Punches, kicks, punches, kicks, punches, kicks in your face. <laughs> you know, and that pressure just uh, definitely wore, wore on Super Bowl. Wore him out. Not used to that kind of pressure. Soy Boy 56 says, I wish the promotions didn't have full exclusivity, but I feel like going full Aliak has a lot of downsides. Name them. Right? That's the thing. Most people have no idea what the Aliak is, and they have no idea what it entails. But they just don't think it's going to be good. Like, not having corrupt contracts, how's that a bad thing? Not uh, letting the, the promotions keep their finances secret from the providers, how's that? How's that a bad thing? Allowing uh, number one ranked uh, contender must fight the title holder once a year. Is that a bad thing? How does that make things bad? Uh, independent rankings, independent title. How does that, how is that a bad thing? That's what it is. That's what Ali Act is. So wh what's bad about those things? Please be specific. <laughs> okay. Uh, Chingus is really Genghis, different spelling for Genghis, Chingus, Genghis Khan. That's uh, terrifying. <laughs> He's a terrifying man. <clears throat> that was one FC, a lot of kickboxing. I don't mind the mixed cards like that. I don't. You know, I have no, no problem switching from kickboxing to MMA uh, I think you could 
you could throw a boxing event in there too. I have no problem with that. I don't, you know, like fighting. It's prize fighting. Prize fighting is prize fighting. Why can't you have whatever you want? <clears throat> I mean, it's it's good. It's good. Why not? It's good. Why not? Why shouldn't we? Uh, does that throw you guys off? Is that is it a problem for you? Is that really a problem for people? They're like, oh, I don't know. I want to, I want to see MMA. I don't want to watch that kickboxing stuff. Is that something you're thinking? I just I like that. I don't know. I like the idea because like <clears throat> you did something like that. It kind of opens up a lot of big fights as far as like title fights because now you've got like different different uh, disciplines that you have titles for. Mm, interesting question. Usman Sabir says, what is your theory about why one cannot purchase interest in the Western Hemisphere? Um, I think what you're saying here is why is one having a hard time getting traction or getting popularity in, in the West? Is that is that what you're saying? I'm assuming that's what you're saying. And assuming that's what you're saying, I talk about this all the time. I don't think any of these promoters really do much promoting. I think they make their product look nice, look good, so that they can get money from investors. And that's really where they make their money. Investors and sponsors, that type of stuff. They don't, viewership's not, it doesn't seem like it's that much of a priority to them. You know, like when you, like I'm, I, I actively follow the, uh, you know, the accounts, the social media accounts and, you know, websites of, of these companies, these promotions, and I still have a hard time finding when the fights are sometimes. You know, it's like the UFC, you see that all the time. You know when the UFC's on. But a lot of the other promotions, it's like, I don't know. Their web presence isn't very good. Um, <clears throat> they're just not. It doesn't seem like they're even putting any effort into it. <laughs> you know, I, I don't know. That's, and, and I know they're not really trying to compete with the UFC, because there's a lot of things that they could be doing to compete with them, but they're not. It's like everybody is they're comfortable with they're making their little chunk of change. They all have their little niche of viewers, and that's enough. I, I don't I don't know, but they're really they're not trying to compete. They're not trying to beat the UFC. You know, all these promoters they would financially benefit from. You would think they would financially benefit from the Ali Act and breaking up the UFC's monopoly. <clears throat> you think they'd support it. But that monopoly also gives them a lot of power in what they're doing and how they make money. It locks them into a lot of nice money deals because they don't have to pay their athletes very much. Oh, it's the man, Danny Arnold. Thank you very much, sir. Cheers to you. Super chat. It says, here's a little something for the cookie jar. Love it. Love it, love it. I'm having a little Modelo right now. Uh, had some with dinner. I found, you guys, this is a little uh, <clears throat> little tip for you. If you go to the Costco's, if you're in the Costco's, going to the Costco's, they've got spicy chicken tendies in the frozen section. Yep, yep. Spicy frozen chicken tendies. And they're pretty good, pretty damn good. I got to put them in the air fryer, cook them, and 
Then I take the Hawaiian bread, right? Those little sweet rolls, cut them in half. So now you got buns and then you make little spicy chicken tender sliders. Oh, it's magnificent, guys. Pair that with the, with the little Pilsner. You're going you're gonna to have a good night. <clears throat> you're going to be, it's going to be a good night. Yeah, um, the sad addict says UFC does promote themselves. You're right. And, and they don't promote the fighters. They use the fighters to promote the brand. Okay? It's backwards. <laughs> right? They're, they're, that's part of the scam. Okay? Like boxing promoters, they have to promote the boxer because that the boxer sells, you know, the, 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 the card. The boxer sells people going to the fight. And uh, the promoter will push that guy, push that guy, push that guy's name because they want people to be interested in that guy. But then you have UFC doesn't push the guy unless he's really popular. They use that guy to push their brand. That's also uh, one of my theories too there. Tyler Durden's stupid name says some other money invested in one is considered unclean to Western business interests. And that's never stopped anybody. That's never stopped anybody. They've never stopped. Dirty money has never stopped anybody <clears throat> from doing business at those big levels. Uh, Hamza Mir, I think Scott, he can be like, he knows how to make money. He, he promoted strike force for a long time. He's doing really good with strike force, but he's not, he's not, I don't think he's running Bellator the way he ran strike force. You know, it's, it's weird. I don't know. It's like, these guys are guaranteed. They, you're guaranteed money. Just keep things the way it is. You're guaranteed this money. And I feel like everybody's just fine with what they have and where they're at. Just weird feeling I have. Yeah, well, it's the it's the messaging. Soy boy, soy boy says, "Yeah, John, I was just reading a bit more about Aliak, and you're right. It's a lot less downsides than I thought. To be honest, I think in my head I was relating a lot of the pitfalls of boxing to the Aliak. That is propaganda. <laughs> the promoters push this stuff on you all the time. Boxing's dead. Boxing's this. Blah, blah 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 blah. There are definite problems with boxing." But there are also legal avenues to address those problems. There, there are no, you know, the baseline model of MMA is corrupt. There's no way to fix that until you fix the whole system and how it operates. And you can only do that through the lawsuit and through Ali Act. But um, the promoters will tell you that Ali Act is terrible. A lot of the boxers don't even know about it. Like, there's a lot of just stuff that people don't realize um, that affects boxing outside of even the Aliak. So I think a, a lot of the problems that most of us have with boxing is the, how it's viewed. 
I think the consumption model is terrible for boxing. It's hard to watch the people you want to watch. It's one of the reasons why UFC is uh, successful is because most of the big names that they have are under one house. And if boxing could get all of the fighters to fight on like one channel, one network, instead of like 10 different ones, that that's where a lot of these deals fall through is you know, the fighters want to fight, the promoters are ready to do it, but oh, well, our network deals are not going to work out. Sorry. <laughs> like, I don't, I don't know. I feel like there's a lot of layers to what's going on with boxing. Um, all right, let's get into the UFC. All right. <clears throat> The uh, undercard, the Abdul Razak Al Hassan had a big knockout in the second round. Uh, Basarat won a decision. That's the undercard prelims. And then, uh, like the big, the big fight for me. The one that I really wanted to watch. The reason I watched the card. I mean, I got to watch all the cards, but. The big one was the Umar, Umar Namagamadov. Umar is a stud, right? And that was a crazy knockout because it wasn't like he was set, planted in the ground, and able to turn on a hook. He had, like, thrown a knee and then just just turned on that hook after throwing that knee, after that knee missed, and just caught him right on the chin, right in the perfect spot. That was incredible. Umar is a stud. He's going to continue to keep winning and climb the ladder, 135. So we'll see what happens. It could be another another champ. I don't know what's going on with Khabib. I don't know. Uh, I'm hearing the rumors about him wanting to step away from coaching. I don't know what's up. Um, <clears throat> maybe he's just done it all and he wants to focus on his family. Maybe he's having kids and wants to deal with the kids. Uh, maybe he's sick of the slime balls involved in MMA. <laughs> he's a good person, and he doesn't want to be surrounded by such um, slime balls and sliminess. He wants to do good things and be around good people. So maybe that's part of it. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. All speculation. All speculation. But, you know, hopefully things work out for him. Hopefully everything's good. Things swell. Um, what else? All right. So, yeah, Umar, he looked good. He looked good in that fight. He can wrestle. He's got great kicks. Um, you know, throws, throws the knees. And that, that hook that he landed was pretty, pretty great. You know, he's very, very, uh, fight aware. Great, great, uh, knowledge of what's going on. He's just got a lot of, a lot of potential, man, because he still has room to grow. And I don't even think he's in, like, his final, like, physical uh, form. I think he's probably going to beef out and get a little bit stronger here, like, in the next five years. You know, he may be uh, forced to go 145 or 155 even. You know, he's he's that young. That he's I don't think he's, like, fully fully developed his mass yet. Uh, Pennington picked up 
the decision when <clears throat> and then uh, Roman Capulove 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 he really good man he came out hard and fast and was in Soriano's face and landed some big punches Got that knockout in the second round. He came. He came to do work. He came and was putting pressure on. Reminded me of kind of like that kickboxing fight earlier. But yep, just came to fight. And Soriano is is tough, man. He's he's had good showings, good fights in the UFC. Let's check. Check Soriano's. What do you have? Yeah, he won. <clears throat> Nostalgia lost to Maximov. He's had some pretty good wins, pretty good wins. But yeah, we'll see more from Roman, I'm sure, coming up. <clears throat> and my uh, next favorite fight of the night was Dan Ige. Dan Ige and Damon Jackson. This was great. Jackson's had some really great fights of recent, and Ige always has always has great fights. So um, Dan put himself in a nice spot to land a big hook, uppercut hook, mm, whack. And it just, it was just a crack. You could hear the crack. It was loud. It sounded like, you know, home run getting cracked. Ball hitting the bat. Whack. And then uh, Dan just kind of turned and walked off. Just went, boom. Uh, good night. It's like the slow-mo. The guy's falling slow behind him. Should have explosions CGI'd in as he's walking away. Then we get the final, the final fight of the weekend. Sean Strickland, Sean Strickland. And he was on a little bit of a skid. You know, he needed this. He had to win this fight. He had to had to step up and win. And he did fine. <laughs> I don't think he did anything exceptional, but I was I was ex extremely let down with Imavov. Imovov just didn't look like he showed up to fight. I don't know if I was it the five rounds. Was he sick before? But I didn't see him like pulling the trigger and moving forward. And Strickland's just a big kind of thug, and he just kind of walks forward and throws sloppy shit at you. And he's got a pretty good chin. And he was able to just kind of walk forward and throw sloppy shit all over uh, Imovov and. It was effective. <clears throat> he was able to get it done. But you you would expect, I would expect, I expect, maybe I, I shouldn't be, you know, expecting this. But somebody with an Av, Av at the end of their name, Imavav, Av, um, I would think they could wrestle a little bit. And when somebody walks forward the way that Sean Strickland does, that should be fairly straightforward chance to take him down. But I didn't see anything. 
And I'm not saying he's got to spend the whole fight, you know, uh, ground pounding or wrestling. I'm just saying mix it up a little bit, make him work a little bit. You start fainting, take him down once. You start fainting. Every time you faint, he freezes a little bit. Open up the stand-up. But I don't, I don't know, man. Imovov looked like he was a little bit deer in headlights, a lot of that fight. I don't know. Maybe he thought he was going to walk through Strickland. Maybe the weight cut was too much for him. But I thought, yeah, I thought um, Strickland fought up, so he fought a heavier guy. Like, I don't know, man. I was thinking Imovov was going to be a little bit of a bully to him. But, no, he backed down. He backed down. <clears throat> Strickland got the W. And he uh, he definitely knew that because, you know, you can't be the tough guy if you're on a three-fight losing streak. You know, I could see anybody hitting a skid for two. But when you get that third one, people start looking at you funny. All righty. That, uh, that was the fight. Next UFC, January 21st. You guys excited? I am excited. Texera and Jamal Hill. Everybody, I you can't tell me everybody isn't rooting for Glover. You're, you're gonna tell me you're gonna look me in the face and lie and tell me you're not you're rooting for Glover, huh? Huh? Slap the taste out of your mouth. Not that I have anything against Jamal Hill at all. Seems like a very good prospect. <clears throat> Very athletic. He's got some some uh, improvements he could definitely make, but I could see with his athletic ability, you know, being a good champ. But Glover, man, come on, old timer, old timer. We're all rooting for him. <laughs> you know, you know. Am I wrong? Am I wrong? Who who are any of you guys? I don't know. Are any of you guys actually going to be like no? We don't want Glover to lose. <laughs> Get out. Get out. What else we got on this card? A lot of fights. A lot of fights. Brandon Moreno and Figueredo. Why? Why? I'm so over this fight. I'm just, whatever. Gilbert Burns, Neil Magny. This is going to be good. It's going to be good. I'm interested in that. Uh, Paul Craig and Johnny Walker also. That'll be fun. That'll be fun. So there's some definite uh, definite fights to check out. We got a super chat. Hamza Amir, what's up, buddy? With the super chat it says Greg Jackson is promoting face diapers and the Pfizer poison shots. <sighs> he probably got paid for it. There's a lot of people who are coming out and speaking up for whatever, and I'm, I'm pretty sure that they got paid. And I think it's very scummy and dishonest. If you're if you're getting kickbacks from a company because you're pushing their product, cool. But you got to tell people, you know. If I post links for any of you guys, I tell you guys, it's all ad share, whatever stuff. I might get 
2% if it's an Amazon link, right? But it's, uh, yeah. Usman is saying that uh, Imavov seems to be hyped up due to his Dagestani background. Yeah. Maybe maybe he got a free pass and he, he, he got up a lot faster than he should have. Maybe. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, they got that casino money or something. Hamzamir said, how did UFC uh, buy Strike Force? Because they had money and were neck to neck with them, plus paid their fighters more. They were on like CBS or whatever, too. And, um, it's wild. Right, so, hold on, guys. I got uh, to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Yo, all right. Sorry, guys. Oh. Oh, oh, it was the P. It was the P. <laughs> Head of piss. Oh, it's raining. It's raining. It's making me think about going to the bathroom. All right. Tyler Durden makes a good point right here. And this is really good. It's going to the next uh, part. Right, Tyler Durden's stupid name says, I hope Francis gets Fury fight and gets paid. Yeah. Francis Naganu is now a free agent. He's a free agent. Um, he, uh, allowed his sunset clause to, oh no. Uh, expire. Oh, dang it. I had a thing I was going to show you, and I think I just deleted it. <laughs> oh, man. Where did that thing go? I lost it. I had a whole Sunset Clause video prepared for you, and... This, uh... What is happening? Oh, man. How do I go back? Is there a go back button somewhere? Crap. Oh, man. Son of a bitch. All right, that's gone. All right, well, anyways, France Naganu waited out his uh, contract. Um, 2017, they put in new terms in the contracts uh, with the five-year timeout where that was directly linked to it's from the class action lawsuit because that was one of the complaints from uh, the class action lawsuit is that the contracts never end. They go on in perpetuity. They can keep extending them because of injuries. They can extend them because you turned out a fight. They just keep extending them, extending them. You retire and they put a permanent extension on it and you're never, ever, ever free. Uh, you win the title and you have to defend it and you have to keep defending it and there's no way out. 
once you're the champ, you're you're stuck there forever. You can't leave. And um, to combat that, because with the class action lawsuit, what happens is it throws from a certain time period. Well, a new class of fighters, if they haven't changed their uh, business model, if they haven't changed the way that they're damaging and exploiting the fighters, well, a new patch of fighters can can sue, right? And it keeps putting pressure on them, forces them to make changes so that, well, maybe this next time when they get us sued, we won't have to uh, get in as much trouble, right? Maybe it will be easier for us to uh, not get it this far where we're, we're approaching, you know, class for certification being written out. Um, but yeah, but because that is put into his, his contract, you know, he defended his belt. He's the champ. He's the MMA world champion, the UFC promotional champion, actually. And he, um, is at his most valuable. So now he's able to go out and see what the free market has to offer him. And it's probably going to end up boxing because who isn't going to watch him box? I don't care who he boxes. I'm going to watch him box. Who, who isn't? Are you, are you really going to be like, ah, it's not the UFC. I'm not, I'm not interested. If it doesn't have the UFC logo on the ring, I'm not interested. That's not, that's not fighting. That's not fun to watch. <laughs> is that, is that right? No, nobody, not a single person. So he's going to be able to box. Um, he's going to, uh, he could take a clown fight on one of Jake Paul's cards. Then he could possibly go and fight heavyweight against whoever wants to try to fight him at heavyweight, you know? Do you guys think, is that something that's possible? Do you guys think that, that Naganu could go around and just beat the crap out of people? Mike Tyson style, the way Mike Tyson used to beat the crap out of people. And would you keep watching it? Or would you care? <laughs> right? Would, you, would, you, would it be, be like, oh, I'm not going to watch Naganu smash another guy's face. That's, this guy's not very good. <laughs> you know, he's not, he's not good enough. I, I kind of think that people are still going to want to just watch him just to, to smash people, even if it's not fighting the other top 10 heavyweights in the UFC. You know, I don't know. Ha, <laughs> that's funny. Rattlesnake said, I would watch him on Dana White's last word. Dana White getting in absolutely zero trouble for smacking the shit of his wife in public. <laughs> like, it's just, it, but next week it's, it's gone. By next week it's going to be gone, guys. Right? Like, there'll be a few people talking about it this week, but after the next pay-per-view, it's done. This, 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 week will, this week's cycle of, of news and uh, reporting and stuff from the MMA community, the press won't touch it. You know, the only people who will touch it will be the people who are already on the outskirts, who are already kind of too mouthy. Too mouthy against the man. You speaking up against Dana White smacking bitches? That's, uh, 
Who else is watching Dana White's bitch slap? Huh? Who's watching that? Who of you guys want to watch uh, Naganu on that? I want to watch Naganu versus Dana on Dana White's bitch slap. I think um, that would be very entertaining. Let's do it. Or we could get, uh, you know, we had Grandmaster Mexican Martial Arts here last week, and he was talking about uh, Amanda Nunez and the Cocaine Bear. Could make that happen. That'd be a good pay-per-view. Ooh, that'd be interesting. Tyler Durden's stupid name. Isik gives up so much physically. Yeah, Isik and, and, and Naganu. Are you, are you telling me you're not going to pay to see that? I'm, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. Him, Nagano versus Wilder, or Nagano versus uh, Fury. Um, man, the little fat Mexican guy. I'll watch all of those. I'll watch them all. I'll watch them all. MMA, boxing. Four-ounce glove. Boxing. <laughs> Yeah. Well, uh, Hamzamir, the only problem, he says, the only problem with Francis going to boxing is the head movement and his distancy. That's it. That's the thing, though. He's not somebody who's going to ever be. There's plenty of guys who are heavyweight champs who weren't like super technical head movement and whatever. They're just big monster dudes, you know? Who is the, the big, the big, uh, the big guy who was the first heavyweight like, champ a long time ago? Right. Used to piss people off. Used to hang out with white women and wear fur fur coats and stuff. That guy, Jack Johnson. That guy. You watch some of his old fights. Like he doesn't. He wasn't. I mean, that was you know a long time ago. I got it a hundred years ago. Sports evolved, but you see, like, you know, timing, chin, and power can make up a lot when your technique's not amazing. Spidey sense says I'd watch Nagano fight Fury too, but I don't know why. We all know he would have no chance against Fury. Why do we want to see an absolute mismatch? Is this how low pro sports have fallen? I mean, no, like, dude, like, seriously, if you look, there's always been spectacles around sports and like what if type thing. It's interesting because Francis Nagano still hits like a truck. You know, and yeah, he's definitely outmatched by the Gypsy King. Definitely. But uh, something in my mind is like, I don't know, man. I don't know. Sometimes that magic happens. And maybe Francis Deganu is that type of guy who has that type of magic. Drunken boxing saying was just watching why UFC fighters are not independent contractors by geeky geeky interesting stuff uh, He's probably making all the claims. I don't know who that is But I'm assuming he's making all the claims that we make in the lawsuit the class action lawsuit Because that's the problem. It's with them company, whatever they they treat us. They treat the athletes like employees, but but they're not they don't get any of the benefits so that's why some people were trying to like push towards unionization under the UFC in that one company rather than association of all the fighters because they're saying like, well, 
they already treat you like employees. You might as well just step into it and be employees. But well, that's that's a terrible idea. Uh, fighters don't want to be employees. We're independent contractors, and we want to be independent contractors. Like, there's way more benefits to being an independent contractor than an employee. That's just no, absolutely not. Oh, that'd be good. I'm down for that. Catonius. Maybe Francis could fight Dylan da Dylan Dennis. I'd pay to see that. Yeah, whatever happened to that dude just fell off, huh? Hard. He was like a big deal thing, like grappler and everything. He was fighting, and now he's <laughs> a joke. Everybody's laughing at him. He pulled out of the KSI fight and stuff. All right. Daniel Gary, thank you very much. Glad you enjoyed the documentary. Such Great Heights. If you guys got Amazon Prime, check out Such Great Heights. It's it's free for the primers. Uh, what else did we have? What else did we have? Okay, interesting. Uh, some more interesting stuff, right? Is the uh, So there's more news on the James Krause situation. Right. And um, all that whole ordeal. Let's see. Let's see. This is. So he was suspended. He was he was up to some really fishy stuff, man. It's way deeper than what we thought. You know, he was taking bets, uh, running money from offshore accounts, um, probably laundering money. People were giving him money. He would, you know, place bets. He would give them logins to other things so they could place bets so they wouldn't have to deal with the, the caps on the betting. You know, it's kind of bad, man. It looks bad. Uh, there's no, you know, no evidence showing that any of his fighters were in on it. But um, he was making... A lot of money, a lot of money, that's for sure, you know, and uh, that's quite the thing, he's <laughs> running offshore accounts to, to these, um, offshore accounts, fronting people money to make bets, he's uh, circumventing the 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 caps on the betting by using multiple accounts and having other people use the logins. It's pretty, it's pretty wild. So UFC has come out with, um, you know, rules about people not being allowed to, um, bet. Right? If you are. One of the people who uh, work with the fighter, are a fighter, are a coach, a manager, whatever. If you have insider knowledge, if you're a part of that, you're being banned from uh, gambling. You can't gamble anymore. I'm going to show this to you. I'm sorry, I'm clicking around that stuff. Here's the thing, right? This from a 
This is from back in October, right? UFC just issued this memo to fighters and managers regarding a change in their athlete conduct policy. UFC fighters are now prohibited from gambling on any UFC fight. Regardless of if they are involved or not, they can still be sponsored, just not allowed to bet at all. So you can be sponsored by gambling things, but you're not allowed to bet at all. Nobody in your camp or anything like that is allowed to be bet at all. But what's interesting, right? Uh, this is from the Mixed Martial Arts Fighters Association Twitter account. It's even more absurd. The UFC unilaterally updated a policy on betting on UFC fights, which only applies to people they do not control while not applying the policy to their own owners and employees. So what he's saying here is like they're independent contractors. If an independent contractor wants to, wants to bet, like there can be laws around that already. You know, like James Cross already broke certain laws. You can't fix fights, you can't whatever. So they're making somebody who's not an employee follow a certain rule set. That's kind of iffy. But what's most important is that no one that works for the UFC has those rules um, subjected on them. They don't have to follow them. So if you're working within the UFC, you you can still bet on all the fights. The, the Damon can bet on any fight he wants to. Right, Ari can bet on any fight he wants to. Any any of the announcers, any of the people who are uh, working for the production in any way, can still gamble on the on the fights. So you may think that's not a, a big deal, but. Um, It's it's weird. It's weird because right, it's what is it? There's an announcement said here. Uh, contrary to the registered standards, UFC does not prohibit all UFC insiders from betting on UFC events. Right. So why are these guys going to the UFC PI? Why are they going to the Performance Institute? What is all that data and all that knowledge? What are what are they doing with all that information? Is could that possibly be used? <laughs> by UFC insiders to place bets? Is that a possibility? You don't, you don't think they might, that's never crossed anybody's mind. They never thought about that. You know, you think maybe that the UFC could be selling that data and that information to bookies and other betting places or, or, or clubs that are placing bets or they're selling it to their friends. So they know, hey, we know how much this guy, how fast this guy is. We know what the odds are when you have these type of assets. You know, your your VO2 max is this. You have this much squat. You have this much bench. You have this much punching power. Like, statistically speaking, you win this fight 97% of the time. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that possible be a possibility? Is that impossible at all? Am I... Thinking fantasy land stuff here, wouldn't that be within the the abilities of the technology, right? If you have all of those data points and mix that together with the wins, loss, and performances that the people have had, 
Could you start kind of painting pictures? Like it's not gonna be perfect, but it, it gives. It feels like it'd be a big advantage if you're talking about gambling and you're betting on all the fights. You know, and if you're the one who's in charge of ranks, you're in charge of ascension to the title. You're in charge of the titles. You can create titles out of nowhere, and you have all this information about the athletes, all this data, and you're allowed to gamble. I'm sure no one would ever, ever do something <laughs> scammy or slimy around that, right? I'm just a crazy conspiracy theorist. That's all. I'm just crazy, man. <laughs> Tyler is a stupid name. Says it starts with hypergamy and fat husbands, and leads to MMA and gambling. It's all connected, bro. Don't you see? Don't you see? It's all connected. It's all touching, man. They're all. It's all touching. It's all coming together. All right, guys. That was fun. Another fun. Another fun show. Thanks for stopping in. That was great. Thanks for hitting the likes. Did you guys hit the likes? We got a bunch of likes. That's great. Awesome stuff. Uh, if you get a chance, go and join the Rockfins also. Free speech platform. Pays in crypto. It's a great place. It's a great place for people. And, uh, yeah, guys. Check out the um, Instagram. I keep losing followers because I'm... I'm in timeout chair. People can't see my stuff. Doesn't get shared. Doesn't go on the home page. Doesn't whatever. It warns you if you try to follow me. <laughs> but yeah, guys, thanks for watching. I appreciate it. Um, I'll have. I should be doing the show with uh, Jason tomorrow. Mixed mental, mixed martial mindset. It's uh, Tuesday, Thursday nights here in San Jose. I got a class of fight craft. Come by seven thirty. And then I'm starting next week at noon, Saturday, uh, wrestling. Do some wrestling, a wrestling class. Yep. All ages. Come out, check it out. Thanks for watching. Like, share, subscribe. Tell your friends. Hide your kids. Ooh, ooh. Thanks for watching, guys.